Hi, and welcome to a brand new episode of Record Talk Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. On today's show, we feature Jen Brown. She is back with a long list of wonderful events coming up in the spring. And since we're experiencing spring-like weather, what better time to talk about it? So make sure that you have your calendars at the ready and a pen and a piece of paper so that you can um, not be sure not to miss any of the upcoming events. Since we cover a wide variety of events and topics on this episode, Jen was lovely enough to email me a full list of events, and we'll have a link on our website, and that is recordtalklisten.com. So make sure to check that out after you listen to the show, or maybe during, and uh, make sure to write down the dates and activities that you want to, to do. While you're on our website, on the right-hand side, there is a donate button. And if you like what you hear and want to continue to hear episodes like the one we're about to listen to, um, click on the donate button. The worst thing that can happen is that you support your local podcast, and we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you in advance. Now, if you don't want to listen to all of our previous episodes on your computer and you want to take them with you, and if you're slightly forgetful, um, want to make sure you never miss an episode, it's really convenient and easy to subscribe to this podcast. We're on several different platforms. We're on iTunes, Podcast Republic, Google Play, and Stitcher. So if you have any of those applications, just simply type in Record Talk Listen and then hit subscribe. And like magic, they'll show up on your listening device. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into this great episode with Jen Brown from the Center for Literary Arts at Frostburg State University. Jen Brown, you're back. So I am. Yes. You've got a lot of stuff going on. I've got way, almost way too much stuff going on. Okay. Um, well, where should we start? Um, well, how about the spring reading series? That sounds like a good spot since the weather is spring-like. Let's talk about spring. Let's hope for that. Uh, so, um, we have two different authors coming to do, uh, readings at Frostburg at the Center for Literary Arts. Okay. Um, the first is in March on March 9th is Russell Shorto. And so this is kind of neat. It's a collaboration with the history department. So it's actually being sponsored by the Martha T and Ralph M race Western history lecture fund. Wow. That's a mouthful. It is. Yeah. Um, but a, you know, generous sponsorship from that lecture fund Absolutely. is letting us bring Russell Shorto to campus. He's going to be reading in our brand new, beautiful, glassy, large windowed building on campus, Wow! Um, which is the CCIT building, and it's room 397. It's 7 p.m. on the 9th. And Shorto's an historian, um, and he is uh, speaking about the Dutch roots of American history. Okay. So, like, we think about America as being predominantly British in its orientation, right? We think about the Massachusetts Bay Colony and yeah. Jamestown. Jamestown and sure. all that stuff. But, you know, we also have New Amsterdam. And so the, uh -huh. the talk is from Amsterdam to New Amsterdam. Oh, very nice. Right. So yeah. he's kind of looking at the connection between Dutch history and American history and um, how the Dutch brought with them this kind of air of tolerance and also like free market economy. Right. So, um, so he'll be looking at that Dutch identity in the U.S. Um, at this talk, which I'm really looking forward to. And... Um, Shorto also, so in addition to having, I think he's got like five books out, um, including a New York Times bestseller, he also is a contributor to the New York Times Magazine and also to um, the New Yorker, 
Really? Fantastic. Um, right. So like you can look him up online and read some of his work. He's got a fascinating piece about the silk mill in Lonica. Oh, I read that in the New Yorker. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, um, oh, well, I know this guy. I've read his work. So you do. Yeah. Um, so you can come and, um, and hear him speak. He's charming and affable and, um, I'm sure that it's going to be a really interesting talk. I, yeah, it sounds like it. So, um, so that's he's coming in March, and then in April we have Michael Blumenthal. Okay, um, who is uh, like a quadruple threat, right? So he writes uh, memoir and poetry and fiction, um, but he has 14 books. Wow. Yeah, kind of. Um, that's, that's a lot of books. A whole lot of books. He has um, like eight collections of poetry, I think. Wow. And then uh, fiction and short stories and memoir. He has a book entitled, um, and I actually need to look for this title. The book in, is entitled uh, The Greatest Jewish American Lover in Hungarian History. That's a pretty fantastic title. It's a hell of a title. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, so he's coming and he'll be reading poems. Um and uh, Lee Messman-Mandicott at the Ort Library on campus mm-hmm. is helping us to sponsor this. So nice. um, the reading is actually going to happen in the library, which is a great space, of course, for reading. Yeah. Um, reading and reception will be there in the Ort Library on the 19th of April at 7.30 p.m. Okay. So these are evening activities so everybody can participate yes. at 7.30, just different locations. And we'll put them on the website. So the times, the dates, and locations on our website so people can find them easily. Great. Wonderful. And, um, of course, our events are free and open to the public. So I um, want people to come out and, and pack the house, as it were, for these two authors. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good. So so there's that. That's, that's exciting. Things, yeah. But... That's two great events. Right. For spring. Mm-hmm. And, um, and these are also both testament to like my just being a fangirl, uh-huh. right? Sure. And like I'm the director of the center, so I'm gonna just decide that You're... I really like these people yeah. and I want them to come. <laughs> so so I get to be like, um, you know, the the girls screaming at the airport for the Beatles yeah. when they came into the U.S. Like that's me with Michael Blumenthal and Russell Shorta. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I would be happy if you showed up at the airport waving a sign for me <laughs> if I was an author. I'd be like, oh my god, Jen Brown's here. I've made it. You know what? If if you tell me your flight information, I'll just show up at the airport. Okay, so, you're um, on with a sign. Okay. <laughs> um, so there's that, and then um, you know we have other kind of neat stuff happening. So yeah, it's com- community involvement things that are going on right now, and some open submission periods. Yeah, we have this cool community journal thing happening. Oh. I think you should talk about that. You know, this is so neat. Um, the so this is another collaboration. One of the things that we're trying to do at the center is to be involved with other organizations in the community and on campus. And so um, the Frostburg Museum is kind of co-sponsoring this project with us. So the Community Journal Project involves our placing 50 journals around Frostburg. Okay. So they're in restaurants and bars and nursing homes and um, the VFW, right? Right, The library, just wherever. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to get as much access to these journals as possible across different segments of the population. Mm -hmm. We want everybody to end up eventually crossing paths with one. So the premise is you find a journal and you take it for a couple of days, write in it, whatever comes to mind, right? Write in it, draw in it, give us your grocery list, whatever is a picture of what's happening for you on that sure. particular day in Frostburg. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, kids, older people, it doesn't matter. Um, so, and then after you have it for a couple of days, pass it off to someone else and have them do the same thing. And once the journal is filled, the uh, Frostburg Public Library is letting us 
use their book depository. Oh, fantastic. To like just have people drop them off. Yeah, that makes sense. So they'll collect them for us. And then eventually we'll have a, a website up with excerpts out of these journals and uh, so that we can kind of share the information that's in them. That's spectacular. Yeah. And then this is almost the coolest thing. They're going to be archived at the Frostburg Museum as part of the permanent collection. Oh, wow. So that they'll just be kind of there and you can go take a look at them and there'll be this record of what Frostburg was like in 2017. That's so cool. So is it a year long project or is it, is it just when the journals are filled and that's that? We were kind of picturing it at first as a year long project, but you know, we might fill the journals by June. So whenever we have all of the journals collected, then we'll kind of start putting information up on the website. That's super cool. I think that's good. It's a nice uh, word snapshot of what's going on. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, my, kind of orientation is is to want to archive things yeah um so this kind of lets us do that and, and gives us a very like vernacular way of approaching sure this this contemporary frostburg history yeah well i have seen journals so uh in my uh, when i'm out and about in frostburg i have seen i've seen one mm-hmm. so I, they are out there they have a white cover on them and they say community journal so they, if you see one do. of those amber haining uh who works for the or his volunteering I think for the Frostburg Museum did the line of cut for the front of them and did all the printing nice. so they're very handmade yeah they're great they yeah. look fantastic and if you see one pick one up and express yourself great good Thank you. no problem so there's that and then there's this other kind of neat community project that we have going on okay um so through February 22nd we're collecting submissions of work from people in Allegheny County um, so it does have a regional limitation on it. So we are okay. asking for only submissions of work for this project from people in Allegheny County. Um, but what will end up happening is that when we have work submitted, um, then there will be a committee of people that review that work. Some of it will be selected. And then um, that work will be featured in large-scale visual art installations in okay. windows around Frostburg. So the goal is that it becomes part of like two separate walking paths, like walking trails. So there would be one that's like a one mile walking path and the other is a two mile walking path. And the two paths like cross each other and, and so that a person can eventually see all of the work and it's uh-huh. in the, you know, the different installations. Um, and, and it's a way to kind of enhance the, the literary kind of place sure. of Frostburg. Yeah. Um, so that's, I'm, I'm really excited about that one. Um, but we have, um, so a local community member, Kit Pepper, who does some graphic design work, is going to be helping us with that. And also um, Susan Dodge, who is in the Fine Arts and Graphic Arts Department at Frostburg, is going to have some of her students work on the, That's so cool. um, the posters. Yeah. So they should, I mean, the way I'm envisioning it is that there will be these huge posters in storefront windows um, around Frostburg. So, um, That's great. Yeah, I think that's super cool. So that people can experience Frostburg, all it has to offer, and then get um, to hear from the people when they're walking around. So um, the project right now is called Walk, Read, Write. Okay. So the premise, of course, you walk around and you read the work. But then you might wonder, well, so why is write involved in Mm -hmm. in the title? Um, So this is this other part that we have kind of thinking where they were thinking about that you can engage with the work. So like on social media or perhaps um, on paper and like suggestion boxes, we're still trying to figure out exactly how that's going to work. That like, say I'm standing in front of a window and I see this piece and I kind of want to respond to it. Maybe I want to challenge it or I want to question it or I want to 
add something else to it, then I can, you know, make this contribution. Well, the person who originally wrote the work uh, has the ability to kind of curate the responses. Okay. So like, you know, they might take a portion of something that I've written in response to it and put it up in the window and then it becomes kind of part of the installation. So it's an interactive experience. Ideally. That would be great because then um, people would be encouraged to walk more frequently right. to see if uh, their responses were chosen or how it evolves. And you're right, just to see how it changes. Yeah. Super cool. So it's uh, a great idea. Uh, that's Kit Pepper, man. She's like coming come to town and has all these great ideas. So. Good. That's great. Um, and so when is the, how long is the submission period for? Well, so it's open through February 22nd. Okay. Um, and our plan is to have the installations in on April 1st. Fantastic. So then they would be up. So that's a fast turnaround time. Though. Very fast turnaround time. Okay. So um, that's good. So if you have something to say and you want to see it in a big, big way. Right. Submit your stuff by February 22nd. And while you're submitting stuff to the Center for Literary yes. Arts. Um, our one act play festival submission period is open, which is fantastic. I, I was one of I enjoyed that thoroughly last year. I thought it was great. I we went and it was fun, and uh, um, you don't see stuff like that very often. Mm -hmm. And it's great to know that that's an annual event and should not be missed. Oh yeah, I mean it's, it's like to think that these are plays that nobody else has seen. Yeah, right. It's super cool. You're in a very very small collect group of people that. Um, had the same idea to go as you did. So it was fun. Right. And uh, so we're, the submission period is open and uh, it'll be open through uh, April 7th. And, um, you know, those, that's not a, a regional specific submission period. So we'll take submissions from anywhere in the world. Nice. Um, it's international. Completely. We would love to see submissions from, from places far flown from, yeah. from Prosper. Um, and there is, um, there is a, an award for the, the top place. Play. fantastic so um and it does have a uh, um you know like a vetting committee that yeah. selects the work selection committee that selects the work uh so there is a sort of proper judging that happens um, it's it's really interesting to see how um the three plays were similar in some aspects mm -hmm. um but then um completely different and there is also student involvement Right. Which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of get a cross section yeah. um, of people to participate. And it's kind of like those, you know, like sometimes if you read the comics pages, pages regularly, yeah. like many of the comics will investigate the same theme on the same day True. in a way that you couldn't necessarily predict. Yeah. The same thing happens with the plays. That's interesting. I, I think it just must be the period of time people are writing or submitting or they've written it before and it just hasn't been the right time to mm -hmm. really put it out there. And they either build the confidence or they feel like the, the climate is right and they throw it out. So I think it's interesting to see that. Yeah, definitely. It happens organically. Mm -hmm. So if you have a one act play in you, write it down and submit it. Cause I think it'd be fun to see it. If it, if you get through the submission process. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've, we've kind of talked about, um, Heidi Gardner was on yeah. before. Um, and so, we're kind of trying to think about ways in which we can make the festival more of a festival. Mm -hmm. um, so there might even be some additional things that can come out of this one at Playfest. Great. That's my hope. Um, and also the Potomac Playmakers, uh, which is a theater group in Hagerstown, okay. has um, now twice kind of taken plays or has worked with us to get plays from Maryland Playwrights or regional playwrights 
um, that maybe they weren't produced in Frostburg or maybe they were produced in Frostburg, but they're then getting kind of a second life. Oh, fantastic. Um, so there is a potential for collaboration with that organization as well. Nice. Um, so, so I guess what I would say is, you know, all right, so your play might not win in Frostburg, but it might end up being staged. It might um, be developed someplace else. Exactly. That's great. So like if you get something you feel is really good, but just wasn't good for this particular venue. Right. You can pass it on. Well, yeah, I mean, as long as, um, and of course we talk to the playwrights to make sure it's okay yeah, with them, yeah. but, um, but there is kind of this other potential for collaboration that could happen elsewhere. Um, so that's another, another possibility that can spring from our one act fest. That's great. And it sounds to me like it's constantly growing, um, and evolving. So if you've got, um, it's not stagnant, it's a one act play festival, but you're actually looking to expand and, right include other people especially from Hangerstown. it's, it's great mm -hmm. i think so. it's exciting so submit your plays because i want to see what they would look like and so do i yeah good so um let's see i haven't mentioned the valentine's oh valentine's really? day we are in february so we are the day of love tis the season or you know the day of bitter bitter yeah well they have chocolate for that um you know valentine's day is you love it or hate it, I think. Right. Um, or you tolerate it, maybe. <laughs> Look at it kind of bemusedly. Yeah, you go, oh, it's after the new year. So there's pink and red have, have kind of permeated right. everywhere. Um, but there is a reading, and it's free and open to the public at the Arts Council. At the Arts Council. Yeah. Yep. Um, if, you want to, if you don't want to be by yourself. And Okay, so what's great about the Valentine's reading, um, whether you love or hate Valentine's Day, uh -huh. is that... Uh, so it's an open reading. Okay. Right? So anybody can... Anybody can come. Cool. And uh, so it's an open reading. Anybody can come. And, it, and you can read your own work or you can read someone else's work. Fantastic. Uh, so you don't have to write a poem for it. You can, if you have a poem that you love, uh, whatever, you know, as long as you can kind of loosely connect it to the theme of Valentine's Day, that's <laughs> completely appropriate. Yes. Um, so, you know, so it's a, it's a really fun event. We get generally a good cross-section of people participate. Um, it's a great cheap date. Hey, and, there and you if, go. If you want to talk about a way to impress someone, take them with you as your date. Read a love poem. The I mean, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, really. Exactly. The wooing's done for you. I know. Um, oh, that's good. That's <laughs> great advice. And we provide snacks. Hey. Um, and an art gallery. I mean, you're taking somebody to an art gallery right. to read a love poem. Yeah. ideal situation pretty much you know guaranteed a successful night for I valentine's think so. day i think so so um you know and we encourage sort of strange interpretations um so cool. like last year for example i recited marvin Gaye's let's get it on nice um which felt like the right thing to do I, absolutely mm -hmm. yeah we've, we've had readings in different languages we've had um you know just sort of different approaches to yeah. the love poems so by all means right it's a fun evening it's a free evening. It's a Tuesday night. What else do you have to do? Exactly. Eat and some tacos and then go, <laughs> go, go read some love poem. Right. Taco of my heart. Uh -huh. um, and so, you know, it's just, it, it really is a fun, it's always a fun time. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. So um, pack the house for that. Right. It's February the 14th. What time does it start? Oh, that one starts at 6 p.m. 6 so o'clock. An early start time. So you even hey. can go to dinner afterward if you want to. Look at that. You can be in bed by 8 o'clock if you really wanted to. <laughs> Real romantic. That's right. So you do these really fun things with um, 
coffees with coffee with the writer oh right yeah and i always think that's great it's the first saturday of every month it is and you provide coffee and sweet treats we do um from you know there was recently a uh, like a web thing that went around about the top 10 bakeries in maryland and okay. lorenzo's bakery was one of the top 10 as it should be right and so um our saturday morning coffee with the writer pastries come from lorenzo's top 10 maryland bakery wink wink nudge nudge uh, right and um you know, so that in itself is worth the price of admission, which, by the way, is free and open to the public. Right. And um, so, you know, coffee, pastries and like these really kind of fun, informal discussions with people who write. And, um, you know, so we kind of like run the gamut, whatever people want to talk about. Generally, okay. people are happy to talk about. Sure. People also usually do readings from their work, which is kind of nice. Um, and if they have books out, they, you know, will also have books for sale. Good. But on um, the 4th of March, which is, of course, the first Saturday in March, um, we have Gib Cockrum, local area musician. Yes. Uh, who actually is going to be talking about the process of songwriting. So that's cool. You know, so it's not necessarily like, oh, I've written a novel. Um, but, you know, Gib <laughs> Well, writing in all forms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it is, after all, the Center for Literary Arts. Yeah. Which encompasses quite a bit yeah absolutely so um you know so gib i'm i'm hoping that he'll be playing some music in addition to talking about how he writes his songs cool so uh that'll be fun and then in april we have nina forsyth who is the usual host of, okay. of the coffee with a writer um but i get to grill her so you're turning um, the tables on nina precisely on mm. april 1st april fool's day and um also then in may we have christopher george Okay. He's, he's an interesting character. He is an, I mean, he's, I haven't met him yet, but he uh -huh. seems like an interesting character and he, um, so he's an editor and he runs an online poetry workshop and he's an, an historian who's written about the war of 1812 and he's also an authority, an authority on Jack the Ripper. That's super cool. Is he going to be talking about Jack the Ripper? I think if we ask him about it. Okay. Well, you should have some plants in the audience to ask him about Jack the Ripper. So if you want to do that, just show up. On, That's right. Calling all plants. Yeah, calling all plants about Jack the Ripper. Right. That is um, not something you hear too often. Right. Especially here. I would imagine you'd hear about it more in, in England. Right. The yeah. UK. I would think. Um, but that's cool. You have an, an unofficial aficionado of right. Jack the Ripper. Of Jack the Ripper. So, so we've got all kinds of fun things happening coming up um, in the, the spring uh, at the Center for Literary Arts. Um, you are super busy and it, there's always something very creative, but people uh, can also just stop by. They can. And see you guys. Right. And, you know, we have um, a great collection of literary journals. Um, in fact, I just got in a stack of literary journals. It's like Christmas. Oh, nice. Um, so, you know, you can read contemporary work, uh, kind of see what people are doing. If you're interested in publishing and you kind of want to check out a journal, you can see what our collection looks like. So you can get a, a sense of what publication you might have an affinity with. Okay. Um, which is kind of a nice thing to be Absolutely. able to do. Absolutely. So you're not wasting postage. <laughs> Let's support the post office. And I agree. But, you know, but... like it's sort of, you know, if you, you need to figure out where you think your work is going to be right. most well received. Right. So exactly. that's, that's good that you can yeah. do that there. Yeah. I mean, and so you don't have to have a, um, although it's always important to support literary journals. Yes. But, you know, it gets to be expensive to have. Yeah. So, you know subscriptions to all of these these journals Absolutely. so come to the center check them out we have coffee um <laughs> and like we really have coffee and Great. um you know and, and it's also just a really beautiful space 
It is gorgeous and it is uh, welcoming and warm. So I feel people should know that and don't be afraid to walk in the door. Um, right. Even if you're just, just say, I just wanted to check out. I've never been in here. Yeah. It's great. What do you guys do? They'll tell you. <laughs> You'll have to like fight us to get us to shut up. Um, I mean, if, if I'm there, if you're there, but right. you have, um, it's great. I really, it's a nice space and you offer writing help if you need that. We and do. So yeah. that's good. Yep. And we, you know, we also have some um, workshops running in the community too. So which is kind of a neat thing. So, uh, if you're a person writing in the Western Maryland region, mm-hmm. uh, or if you just want to like drive for a long distance, if you're in Ohio or something, <laughs> um, so on every other Monday night, uh, we have a community writers workshop so, okay. and people can just come and get feedback on their work and meet other people in the area. Who That's are writing. great. Um, on Tuesdays, we have a veterans writing workshop, which is actually meeting at the veterans center on campus. Okay. This semester. So Good. before we were meeting in the center and now we've moved to the veterans center on campus, um, which is a brand new space for them. Actually, they've moved into, into a new space, Fantastic. Uh, which is great that yeah. they now have, they have a, a more usable, more functional space than they had before. Yeah. Um, and then we also, right now, for the next four weeks, have a middle school writing workshop oh, happening. Oh, cool. And we just met the first time on Monday, and it was adorable. Good. Um, just so <laughs> cute. So, uh, you know, kids in just excited about writing. So that's, that's awesome. I'm glad to know that still exists. That's a good thing, too. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I don't know how you have time to do anything else, but just be creative and surround yourself with really cool and interesting people. Life must be tough for you, Jen. Oh, it's a struggle. <laughs> well, um, come back anytime yeah, you would sure. like. Thanks. Um, and, and thank you so much. And we'll see you in March because uh, you want to talk about some other exciting things happening. Right. Yeah. I really want to push this one-act play fest. Yes. Submit your plays. Submit your plays. Submit the play. You have until April the 7th. And if right. you don't do it, you'll kick yourself or not. So. Well, and there's always next year. There is always next year. But, but still. But uh, get the courage and mail it in. Worst case scenario, you might see your play. Right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, be sure to go to our website and that's recordtalklisten.com. We'll have direct links to the, all of the events mentioned in this episode. Um, like I said before, you can always uh, sponsor the podcast if you want. Uh, if you have a business or know of somebody who has a business and wants to sponsor our podcast, they get thousands of downloads. Um, might be, it might be the place for you. So send us an email at recordtalklisten at gmail.com and we can make your advertising and sponsorship dreams come true. Now I would be remiss if I didn't miss it, mention our sister podcast and that is Relish Pod and they are busy, um, cooking up some wonderful new ideas. But again, if you have any suggestions for, um, what you want to hear about them, you know, as far as recipes or you're having difficulty with something or have you always just been curious on how to do something, send those guys an email and that's at relishpod at gmail.com and you can go to their website, relishpod.com to find all of their previous episodes and um, recipes. And speaking of getting in contact, we love to hear from our listeners. So if you want to contact us, have a suggestion for a show, you would like to be on one maybe, um, send us an email or get in touch with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash record tech listen. We're on Twitter at RTL pod and an old fashioned email always gets through and that's record tech listen at gmail.com. This has been another episode of record talk listen where I hit record people talk and hopefully you listen until next time. Thank you so much. <laughs>